Coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere deep in the heart of the Santa Monica Mountains. I am your intrepid host, L.A. Marzulli. Welcome to another episode of Questions with L.A. We've got your questions right here. If you've got a question, shoot us an email, questions at lamarzulli.net. Once again, that's questions at lamarzulli.net, and we'll get into your questions. But first, a word from our trusted sponsor. Folks, if you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set course to the Noble Gold Investments Safe Haven? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plans are under siege. But there's one asset that stood the test of time, and that, my friends, is gold. Unlock the peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the whole process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way to safety. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Don't leave yourself exposed to the markets right now. It's way too risky. With gold at an all-time high and looking to climb even further, it's the perfect time to invest. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and secure your future with a free gold bullion coin. Act now before it's too late. 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347, or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com, noblegoldinvestments.com. Okay, folks, thanks so much for watching. Um, try to keep your questions as pithy as possible. Uh, the shorter, the better. But here we go. This is from Linda. Good afternoon. I truly appreciate all of your years of work and dedication to revealing the truth to everyone. Well, I appreciate the kind words and, and the kudos. Um, I just, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, we live in a fallen, broken world, and I can't wait at some point to be completely redeemed. Paul, the Apostle Paul, uh, talks about all of creation groans, and I groan with that, and I'm sure a lot of you do too. Um, life is hard. There's no doubt about it. We are blessed beyond measure, but life is difficult. I'm 73. My body is no longer the way it was even when I was 40, and I can feel you know, the aches and the pains and certain limitations. I'm just saying that. I don't want to be morbid here, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not an easy task to walk through life. And I, frankly, I don't know how anybody does it without Jesus, but I digress. Okay, uh, one topic I haven't heard seen discussed or investigated by anyone, such as yourself, is the story of the Pied Piper. There's quite a few similarities inside this story to things like aliens, description of the Pied Piper, stranger, portals, mountain opening up with a bright light, the goal of taking our children. Please let us know your thoughts on this story. Was it possibly fact or fiction? Uh, fiction. Linda, it's, that's a really good question. Um, a lot of stories like that may be rooted um, in, in fact. We know that people have gone missing all throughout history. Um, there's all sorts of strange, bizarre occurrences like that. So as far as the Pied Piper, extremely an interesting story. Is it based on fa something that happened, you know, hundreds of years ago? Possibly. Um, maybe we'll never know. I'm sure people have delved into that. Um, but I just, you know what, stories like that have a, a ring of truth to them. I mean, I'll, I'll switch gears here real quick. Sometimes Native Americans talk about similar type of things where the giants would come in 
and and take the children. We've heard this before. So it's, um, you know, anything's possible. I know, again, with the fairies in, in Ireland, Scotland, in England, um, the fairy rings and, and the fairies coming and taking the children. So we've heard similar things like this uh, before. So hope that helps. This is from Jason. Brother L.A., what are your thoughts on the U.S. Department of State requesting documents pertaining to the buried Nephilim, uh, including the file? Uh, and, okay, I know this. So the part of this, this is question number one, and thank you, Jason. If you look carefully at what this document is, it's a Freedom of Information request sent to Hillary Clinton's office. Hillary Clinton is not requesting this information. Someone in the United States of America, some citizen, I forget the person's name, is requesting this information. So it would be like me writing into Secretary Hillary Clinton at the time and going, excuse me, I was wondering, uh, I'm filing a Freedom of Information Act, what happened to the uh, Nephilim bones found out on Catalina Island? So anybody can write in. That doesn't mean that the government knows anything about it, however, right? And this is another one. I have also seen that Fox News has, has run three stories this week. So we're in April uh, of 2023 on Fox News dealing with the unexplained cattle deaths with parts removed, no blood spilled and no signs of struggle. This is starting to go mainstream. Keep doing what you're doing. This is the way. Well, I, I thank you for the kind words, first of all. Um, our cattle mutilation film is number six in the series. Uh, you can go to streaming, streaming.lamarzulli.net, or if you want the hard copies like these Roswell DVDs here, lamarzulli.net. The bottom line is, yeah, cattle mutilations are absolutely real. Law enforcement has never brought anyone to justice. There's no doubt about that. The animal, the cow, is completely drained of blood. Body parts are taken with surgical precision. This is not the work of coyotes or a satanic cult or anything like that. They are using, and we talk about this in our film, they are using the blood. Most people don't know this. I'm kind of hopping here. Bear with me. Most people don't know this, but that bovine blood, cow blood, can be used in a human being's blood transfusion. Cow blood, bovine blood, can be used in a human transfusion. That's unbelievable. We think, and this is in the film, and we may be the first researchers ever to put two and two together. We believe that these entities, these fallen ones, are creating artificial wombs. So when the woman is abducted and she's impregnated, she has no memory of that. She finds herself pregnant. She's joyful. Who wouldn't be? After the third month, she's re-abducted, retaken, and the baby is taken from her. The woman usually wakes up the next morning no memory of it at all. They just know that something's not right. They go into the emergency room, no fetal tissue, no heartbeat. It's like she was never pregnant. Karen Wilkinson talks about this. Angela talks about this. I've talked to other abductees that have talked about it. When we go in and we plug in the Daniel chapter 2, verse 43 scenario into, or the scripture into the scenarios that we see happening now, it fits perfectly. Their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. What does that mean? Who are they? They are not human beings. These are the fallen ones. They're creating an army, hybrids, modern day Nephilim. I hope that helps. Um, this is from John. L.A., do you think it's possible that the Nephilim are reasonable, responsible for the disappearance of the buffalo? 
Uh, could the Indians have been feeding uh, the Nephilim? Just a question. I have no idea. Well, we know that that um, there was a concerted effort, specifically from the Civil War, the 1860s, throughout the last quarter of the, of the, of the, of the uh, 19th century. And, and one thing, unfortunately, one dynamic that was put into place was just slaughtering the buffalo herds, which is what they did. So the white hunters would go in and slaughter um, the herds, just, just shoot them all, and then not even take the hides in some cases, just cut the tongues out. I mean, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, this was uh, a step toward genocide, in my opinion. You cut off the food supply, and which is what they did, and you cut off the way of life of the Plains First Nation people. So, you know, I'm not a happy camper when I read things like that or know about things like that. I remember reading it and seeing the pictures of the, the enormous piles of buffalo skulls. You know, you, it's, it's indefensible in my opinion. This is from David. How and where did Nephilim entities manufacture their spacecrafts? Great. Here on Earth millennia ago, using terrestrial raw materials or on another planet using human slave labor, added by fallen, fallen angels. Well, David, that's a really good question. Um, I answer that by, by posing a couple of questions here. When in the book of Genesis, and I'm working on a book called Supernatural Technology in the Bible, I've already written about six or seven chapters, and I'm actually kind of working on two books at the same time, but I digress. The bottom line when we go back and we read Genesis, when Adam and Eve are booted out of the garden, there are two cherubim that are placed at the east gate, but not the north south and the west gate. Why is that? We don't know. Scripture is silent. But between the cherubim, these two very powerful angels, is a flaming sword that turns every which way. Well, what is that? That's technology. There's no doubt about that. And we're not, we're not told how that flaming sword, which turns every which way, how that works. The cherubim aren't, aren't wielding it. The sword seems to be some type of technology. Technology is all throughout the biblical prophetic narrative. We just have to open our eyes to see it. Let's continue. Um, this is from William. In two cases, the animal's genitalia and rear ends, anuses, have been removed with a circular cut that the sheriff's office said um, had been made with the same. So this is going back into the cattle that, that was carved up um, last year, this is which kind of blew us away because we were in the process of creating the cattle mutilation film, and all of a sudden there's this rash of cattle mutilations in in Texas with the uh, sex organs cored out, the tongues cored out. The, the cattle mutilation film is one of the, I would say, out of all the films I've ever been involved in, that was the most difficult film to edit and actually. Um, you know, finish. It was very, very difficult. The warfare was through the roof, and it's a very dark subject. And what we're doing is we are looking at the fingerprints of darkness, and there's no doubt about that. You know, cattle mutilations, the, the, it's, it's the calling, calling card of darkness is the subtitle. The calling card of darkness, it is one of the most profoundly upsetting um, discoveries we made. And as I said earlier in the show, we believe that the cattle mutilations and the genetic material that are taken from the cows are used to create artificial wombs. You can see that by going to streaming.lamarzulli.net, streaming.lamarzulli.net, or if you want the hard copy, lamarzulli.net. Um, this is from Ed. 
Do you think it's possible the second incursion occurred because some hybrid beings used technology to escape off-world? It would explain a lot. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. Now Moses is writing this thousands of years after the flood. He could have just said the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, period, end of story. But he says, no, they appeared again. When and how? He says, when the sons of God saw the daughters of men, took wives, had sex with them, and created the Nephilim. It's a second incursion. My book is on the subject, How the Nephilim Returned After the Flood. The title is called Countermove, How the Nephilim Returned After the Flood. LAMarzulli.net. Do a deep dive. Spend a little bit of money. Um, I don't have time to, to go through, you know, 350 pages of whatever it is, the page count, I'm not sure, but whatever it is, um, we don't have time to get into that, but that's why we have the resources. Um, it's, it's a very interesting book. Uh, Sonda Allison, our editor, my editor, um, did a chapter on that. Mondo Gonzalez did a chapter on that. So it, it's got a lot of really great information, lamarzuli.net. Um, this is from Ronald. My daughter married a farmer. He installed a new security camera on a barn facing south. That was near, nearly two years ago. Every night around 10 p.m., it shows a ball of light above the treetops with multiple smaller orbs going to and from the larger light. The light is in a fixed orbit in space. It rises and sets as the moon or sun would. You can use any other camera on this location, and the lighter orbs are invisible. The last time I asked him, it was still appearing every night. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you for what you do and sharing your knowledge with us. You are helping more believers. You are helping more believers than you could possibly imagine. Glory to the King. Um, I didn't set out 43 years ago to do what I'm doing now. So this is the Lord's work. I'm just a vessel that He's using to spread the message. What I think is happening is there's something attached to the land. There's some legal right attached to the land. I would say that the owner of the property, um, they need to um, consecrate the property, f forgive anything that's happened on that property, specifically uh, blood being emitted on the property. What I mean by that is there is maybe a battle or people were killed there. If there's blood on the land, there needs to be a cleansing of the land. But that land, that property should be dedicated to the Lord. And you can do that by symbolically just taking olive oil, which is the Holy Spirit, and going to the four corners of the property and just dedicating the land to the Lord, repenting of the things that have happened on that land from the past and just going to the Lord and saying, please forgive us. We consecrate this land. We dedicate it to you in Jesus' name. And see if that happens. Rebuke first, ask questions later. Thanks so much for writing in, folks. If you've got questions, that's questions at lamarzulli.net. Questions at lamarzulli.net. Big conference coming up in Orlando, the Prophecy Watchers Conference. I will be speaking twice, so you'll want to check that out. Roswell UFO series is all there. Um, it's for the taking. Streaming.lamarzulli.net. Streaming.lamarzulli.net. Uh, streaming streaming.lamarzulli.net. If you want the hard copies, lamarzulli.net. So thanks so much for watching. Again, if you've got questions, questions at lamarzulli.net. We'll see you next time.
Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange discs had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. The Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the discs which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. Brazil was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like.